Bray Wyatt, did we get it wrong? Brock Lesnar news, Ronda Rousey news, and we have reached the pinnacle of performance in the world of wrestling. All that on today's episode of Tap Out Talk. Let's jump straight in, and we're going to start with letting them in. I'm, of course, talking about friends and friendships that will never, ever end. The Firefly Funhouse came onto the wrestling scene a few years ago, and it introduced The Fiend and Brain Wyatt into the world of wrestling. But lately, it's felt like we've been stuck in second gear. And even if it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. And then we've had the Firefly Inferno match that reunited the passion. And the Fiend has come back due to a little Alexa Blix's action. What if we got it wrong? Bray Wyatt is what I'm talking about. So... The idea is we've always assumed that Bray Wyatt is the one that started the Firefly Funhouse a few years ago. And then we figured this character that showed up, um, among others, like Rambling Rabbit, um, one of my favorites, and then, you know, Abigail Witch, we have The Fiend who shows up. And and then as he kind of slowly shows up, and then he's kind of a part of the psyche of Bray Wyatt, And he seems to fight Bray Wyatt's fights for him. But we don't ever actually see Bray Wyatt and him at the same time. Usually they're kind of changed in and out. And we always said, well, that's because he is Bray Wyatt. It is a different alternate mindset. But what if we have just been getting that wrong altogether? And could it be possible that somebody else has been playing the role of the Fiend all along in this WWE story. Because guys, as you know, Bray Wyatt is still a very much a living character. And then we've seen many different incarnations of the Fiend play out on TV. We've seen him show up initially, then we've seen him go through the Firefly Funhouse matches and in the ring. We've seen him in the Inferno matches and recently return with his new look and being burnt to a crisp. So now, you know, I'm beginning to think the fiend is there and that power is there, has always been there to protect Bray Wyatt. Now you could argue that we haven't seen Bray Wyatt in a while either, but we've all also have been using and focusing on Alexa Bliss's powers that the fiend possesses. So one thing that was a theory that's currently circulating the internet community is What if Bray Wyatt is actually not in control of this whole thing and The Fiend is in control of this whole Firefly Funhouse thing, but it's actually not Bray Wyatt? So what if we got it wrong? And the theory then holds and says, it could be, who would this be? 
Who could be connected to Bray Wyatt that would care about him so much that he would have that vested interest in wanting to help you know, him and take out anybody that's ever wronged him in his career, which has kind of been the Fiend's motive if you think about it. That man, I'm suggesting, is Bo Dallas, the real-life brother of Bray Wyatt. So Bo Dallas is a WWE performer, and we haven't seen him in an active role for a very, very long time. Is it possible that Bo Dallas is the Fiend all along, running the scenes behind his brother while helping guide him back to a better mental health? So I'll be interested to see if this ever does play out on TV. I think this would make an amazing swerve for the WWE audience, almost old school swerve to where, wow, we never seen it coming. And we were led one way and then it flipped and we were in a completely different way two years later. I also think this would be a great move to get another wrestler that's on the roster involved in a storyline that would have meaning. So, and it'd be great to see Bo and Bray have, you know, some on-screen action and communication together. So I wanted to throw that out. There's a little fun. It is a theory that's circulating pretty heavily. And um, you guys heard it first here on Tap Out Talk. So I just wanted to throw it out and, you know, kind of see what you guys think about it. Let's go to the next story. WrestleMania 37 and the main event is ready to go. It is WWE Championship. The almighty Bobby Lashley defending his title against the challenger Drew McIntyre and the former champion. And if it didn't get better enough, these two, I've been wanting to see this match for a long time. And we're finally going to get that. And I've done a past show where we talked about the road back to dominant and how these two have had this long road to finally get to the pinnacle of the big dance. What if we just add a little more seasoning to this meal? And by that, the WWE is considering having a special guest referee to be a part of this. And now we're thinking, well, who would it be? It would have to be somebody that is a star, that is a recognizable face, that would also have a bit of a vested interest in this. That man is none other than Brock Lesnar. Brock would make sense to fit into this as a special enforcer referee, um, mainly because the last time we seen him, he was losing this championship match at this time last year at WrestleMania to Drew McIntyre, who took the title off of Brock and beat him. Very clean in the ring with a 1-2-3. Another interesting note is Brock has some kind of connection to Bobby Lashley. These two have both been in MMA together at different times. But Bobby Lashley came to the WWE with promises of getting a match with Brock Lesnar. It actually wasn't his contract at one point in time. He wants to showcase that match and see who truly is the best of the two of them. So this is uh, would definitely make sense and add a little seasoning to an already great match. I'd be wondering if the WWE would be able to pull this off. And more importantly, would Brock do this or would he turn his back to the WWE and walk away? Or would Brock be turning his back to go to his locker to put on that referee striped t-shirt and be able to walk down the ring and referee this match for them? Well, only time will tell, and we'll know in a few weeks at WrestleMania. Ronda Rousey returning to action. Recently, uh, reports 
have come out of an interview with Dana White that he has been speaking with Ronda Rousey. And as the reports started asking if Ronda is coming back to the UFC, Dana did say, no, we don't talk about that. We just talk about stuff. Uh, There's a difference between talking and doing, guys. So I believe Dana White does talk to former talents and does have these relationships because he never knows where they are mentally. If Ronda ever does want to come back, that would be a big money draw for the Ultimate Fighting Championship. So, but I also know Dana is not the type, he's not going to push Ronda to it, but he's also going to be easily available because he could snag her back into that. So, um, it's a no for now, I believe. The problem is, is what does Ronda want to do? I think she may have burned her bridge with WWE. A few months ago, she had a, a lot of words that she stated on Twitter about the WWE universe and about the uh, industry as a whole. And it really didn't rub well with the fans or the locker room. And so, and it wasn't really a work. So basically she just didn't respect the industry at all. And if you really want a a good listen, go to Jim, check out Jim Cornette's podcast and just type in Ronda Rousey. He lays into her for a good solid seven minutes with words that I won't even say on this podcast, but, uh, Ronda definitely, I think, has burned a bridge. There's a lot of angry tweets back at her uh, from Nia Jax and from a few other people that really just, you know, you know, they felt that Vince kind of catered to her too much when she was there because of her star power name. And she was very undeserving of it because she didn't respect the business. So um, I actually enjoy Ronda Rousey. I enjoy her work. Okay. I'm not saying I enjoy her as that person because I don't know that, but I do enjoy her work in the UFC as a pioneer for the women's division. I also do enjoy her work in WWE. I just now don't enjoy when she's not working because it seems like she, you know, gets a little um, louder when she's not at work and she has more time to, you know, speak her mind about certain things, which kind of turns you off of her a little bit. So Ronda Rousey returning to action, not anytime soon, but never say never. Our next story, right to censor, and I'm not talking about the 1990s stable faction right to censor uh, from back in the day. I'm actually talking about WWE Peacock and its controversy. Right now, the WWE is having a bit of a controversy with its new partner, Peacock. Um, As you know, Peacock has taken over 17,000 hours of WWE contact and is supposed to upload it and stream it, and they paid for those rights. But the problem is right now is Peacock is reviewing all 17,000 hours and they are picking and choosing what they want to put on because there's some things they feel that that does not meet their standard guidelines of programming. Uh, This has got a lot of WWE fans upset. I think it's a bit of a mistake. I think this is where disclaimers need to come into play when it comes to censoring. And... You know, right now I see it as a mistake because the fans are going to be mad about this and they could get sour on the WWE product altogether and, you know, decide to maybe step away even more. And we already know the product's suffering a little bit. So I would like to see some kind of work around and you can't just erase all the history or, you know, rewrite it by what you want it to be. Um, I think disclaimers definitely need to be on there or I think maybe some, you know, child parental controls. But, you know, I could totally get on board with that. But I definitely think you cannot just um, get rid of so much that people were used to paying for in their products and services 
and it's may not be good for the WWE's business. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. And hopefully I know there's programs that I enjoy. I hope I don't lose some of those programs as well in the transfer over. We're now talking about the pinnacle of performance. So something amazing happened on AEW in the last few weeks. And it is definitely the pinnacle. And what I mean is MJF has finally broken away from the inner circle. And the way he did it, they were about to kick him out of the inner circle. And he looked right at Chris Jericho and said, that's fine. You don't have to um, kick me out because what I've been doing is I've been building a faction of my own. And then the lights went off and they came back on and a whole group of guys were standing in the ring and they beat down the inner circle and beat Chris Jericho to a bloody pulp. We have not seen the inner circle for a couple weeks now, you know, and they're basically in recovery from the massive beatdown. MJF has since then come out and introduced the members of his group, along with original four horsemen and manager of the group, Tully Blanchard. And Tully Blanchard cut an amazing promo, giving their team the name, The Pinnacle. And he talked about the pinnacle of performance, and these men are just now hitting their peak, and we have the pinnacle is born. So MJF um, then cut a very good promo talking about Chris Jericho, saying how he couldn't stomach the fact that he spent the last six months with him trying to break up the inner circle from the inside, and then even said he would have to go as far back as Chris Jericho's hairline or even further back in order to think about you know how long he had to wait. Um, He also called himself the Judas, you know, playing into the Fozzie song, Jericho. So very good promo by MJF to put over his new stable. I want to go over each of the guys in the stable just to give you a high overview of where they are and what their role is. So first is Wardlow. Wardlow is your big muscle enforcer. I want you to think of Batista in Evolution. His job is to protect MJF, but now his new job is to be a part of the protection for the pinnacle. So he is the muscle. I like the fact that they always paired him with MJF from day one. And so you know where his loyalty is truly lying right there the whole time. So he is the insurance policy in case this pinnacle thing doesn't work. I know MJF is very smart and he's got that worked out. So Wardlow is definitely a great addition. A good young wrestler that can definitely go in the ring. We have uh, Tully Blanchard's bringing a couple of guys that he's managing into the stable. One of them is Sean Spears. You may remember him as the perfect 10 Ty Dillinger in the WWE. Uh, he didn't really do too well other than a minor gimmick there on the lower card. And then ultimately he came over to AEW and reinvented himself as Sean Spears. And he got Tully Blanchard as his manager. And what I really like is they even kind of changed his name a little bit to SS. Um, that's a little four horseman nod to Arn Anderson, double A Arn Anderson. So it was nice. It was subtle. So you have Sean Spears, SS. And I thought that was a nice nod without being over the top with it. So Sean Spears definitely fits in the group. Um, I'm excited to see kind of what they do with him in this group as well. Next up, we have the revival from the WWE, which is in, also known as FTR. And this is another Tully Blanchard managed team. Um, Tully knows tag teams. He was part of the great brain busters and the four horsemen in his day. So the revival, when I first watched them, I said, this is the best modern tag tag team, um, old school style. And you know, they don't do flips. They just do fists. And I love that saying when they said that, because 
I watched them. I was like, they know this art of tag team. They've studied it. They've worked it. And these guys take tag team wrestling seriously. And I believe they are one of the best modern day old school tag teams in the industry. I'm very excited that they're part of this group because, again, they're good young wrestlers that can really showcase their skills. And this is a way to do it. So they definitely are the pinnacle. And finally, we have the leader, MJF, Maxwell J. Friedman. He is an amazing talent. I've said that from his entry day one. And the fact that they kind of paired him with Chris Jericho for the past six months and just let him work on the little things, this kid has it all. He's 24 years old. He is amazing on the mic. He has a right look for his character. That's important. And he can wrestle. That's the total package, guys. So the fact that he has all of that at such a young age, he still has 25 years ahead of him in his career. He is one of the crops that AEW should be harvesting for the future. And I believe that is what is happening here with this group. They've paired him with a lot of guys that can wrestle that can be relevant, but they've made him the face and the vocal point of that. And they've really set him up nice as a future face of this business. So I'm very happy. I'm a fan of MJF's work. I think he's one of the best modern day heels and being so young, he's going to have a great career ahead of him. So this group um, is a big deal for AEW. This is a commitment to their younger guys. I was a little critical you know, recently because they were bringing in so many older guys like the Big Show and Christian and Sting. And I said, it's great for publicity, but what are we doing for the future? And how are we going to build that future? And that future is now. That is the pinnacle of performance. And if you, when you look at these guys, I mean, they're now wearing their suits. They're flying in those private jets, having that evolution and four horsemen vibe, but making their own group and crew. I could see them having a big payoff match with a returning inner circle, maybe a war game style match with its elimination cage match. And then I could see these guys going after every title and maybe running the industry for a little bit. So I'm very excited about this and proud that AEW has taken the next step to evolve its talent. And I will definitely be keeping my eye on this young and up and coming group. Well, guys, we've reached the pinnacle of performance here on Tap Out Talk. I just want to say thank you for watching. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. It really helps out my channel, and I appreciate you guys' comments in the section. And for now, it's just game over.